0: Good morning and welcome to you. Uh, this is not a sit rep. This is just more of a rant. A rant, really. Uh, well, there is a couple of stories that are involved today that I will talk about, but mainly from the perspective of... Um, what's that about? What's going on here? That's a funny thing to have happen. Uh, bit of a bit of a WTF day, really. As in, what's going on? So yes, all right there's still uh, doom and gloom going on in the world. I'm not gonna deny that but today let's just let's just pump the brakes take a take a step back from it, not necessarily have to think about all those nasty things that are happening in the world because some really great things are happening in the world too. And there's some things that um, you know we should be thankful for. I think so anyway. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night at like two or three in the morning. And I get up and I'll uh, maybe look at my phone or I'll read, have a glass of milk. And I did that this morning. I was up at three in the morning and I was cleaning a glass and pulled out some paper towel. And it just made me think, like, paper towel, this is really peak civilization, is it not? The fact that we can put so much energy and resources into turning trees into a roll of paper whose sole purpose is to wipe up a mess. As my friend Bulge would say, it's called soaker paper. soaker paper? You got your soaker paper there? Because it's soaking up shit. Hmm. Interesting, hey. Paper towel. It's one of those things where I always often think like, if the apocalypse was to happen and we were to lose out on things, there's certain things that I'd be pretty upset about losing. I think I think coffee would be um, one of those things I'd be pretty upset about losing. And I'm talking about your fresh sort of roasted ground espresso type cappuccinos, Um, that type of coffee, not your freeze dried shit. Obviously, I've got some in case of emergency. I'm going to need to wean myself off that uh, caffeine somehow, but I'm going to miss an actual cafe coffee if, you know, walking dead sort of scenario happened. Um, There's a few things like that. I think chocolate would be another one, too, that I'd miss. Paper towel. I've really thought about this. I never used to use it either. I've come to love paper towel. <laughs> you just wipe something up and then you just throw that shit in the bin or into the compost or into the fire and off it goes. Wonder of wonders. Um, <laughs> Alpha Omega Survival Supply on YouTube says, It says rant, lol, I'm ready for some reality. Um, Yeah, it's a bit of a rant today. Just a bit of a, a waxing lyric and, and of course if anyone's got any questions or wants to join in on the ranting, feel free. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts on what's going on in the world at the moment. Um so I just want to make it a little bit more lighthearted today and not necessarily um you know get get stuck in the weeds with the doom and gloom stuff. We can we can focus in on this stuff and it's not all bad. Uh in fact, it, it's quite the opposite. You know, the goal of this channel here is, is to try and actually inspire people to become more self-reliant. Uh, and, and on that, I'm actually heading off today to go into the big smoke of my nearest city, which happens to be the capital city of Australia, and go to a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, a fate, a festival, an expo, a gathering called the Endangered Skills Gathering. So, um, you know, a congregation of pe- people who are displaying their skills in things that are disappearing from our society at the moment. So I actually ducked in yesterday to have a quick look, and I'm going to go back today. It's things like, um, obviously, blacksmithing, uh, people who are doing a lot of wood carving stuff. There's uh, people making lace. There's people doing lint, uh, what do you call it, like um, felt making sort of stuff. Um, What else was there? There was was a dude who fixes old school clocks. I was blown away. Like, I, I just nerd out on this shit. Uh, heaps of old school tools for sale i just actually um got a whole bunch of hand tools wood carving hand tools uh that i bought a, a while ago and they had to get sent over um just like just coincidentally they were made in ukraine's nothing to do with what's going on there but it took a while for them to get to. actually it relatively was quick to get to me but um yeah I'm, I'm into that sort of stuff i love that stuff and i love these endangered skills so Gonna go down there, check it out. Um, uh, you know, if you do happen to be in the area, I would highly recommend going down, and checking it out. Because these sort of skills, they're disappearing off the face of the earth, uh, and they might, you know, be needed sometime soon. In fact, there's a really good book that that I'd recommend. That kind of inspired me to go back into this mindset of how can we utilize what we have now? How can we recycle the things we already have? How can we maintain and fix? The things we already have, um, and in this book they talk about this idea of salvage culture. Now, the book I'm thinking of is by a guy called John Michael Greer, which I, I find a very fascinating individual for many reasons. But this particular book is called The Ecotechnic Future, uh, and he's got a couple of books on on the subject, on this sort of subject. He's got a whole heap of other books about. Uh, modern day druidity druidity being a druid druidity i don't know what you you call it i guess uh he, he's into that sort of stuff um but this it, that's all about nature connection which i think is cool but this is particularly him looking at stuff going going into the future and going hey what's going to happen in our future where are we going to get our stuff uh will we run out of stuff and his answer is kind of like no we won't we probably won't run out of stuff. We've got heaps of stuff right now. Maybe we're just not utilizing the resources in our best way. And if there was to be some sort of economic collapse, then we're going to have to go through the things we've already made, requisition those uh, parts and start to build them into something else. So he starts to talk about the skills that you might need. So that's, that's why I find these things fascinating. So I'm heading down to that the endangered skills workshop today, or well, not workshop, but um, fate, fate, um, I don't know what it's called. Endangered skills, something or other. Peter Rouse, how you going? I don't eat chocolate, but coffee is on the top of my list. Yeah, I hear. Um, Basic car maintenance has even been lost these days. How many people can change their oil these days? That's a a great question. Um, It's something I have done in the past. It's something I know how to do. And it's something I don't do personally. (laughs) A lot of times, um, especially now, I've I've got a newer car and it's kind of linked with a um what would you call it, a program or a system where they they want you to actually get the registered people to look after it. So it, it kind of promotes that I don't mess with my own car, which is different different for me.'ll I'll, I'll um, admit that. I, I'm not a massive mechanically minded person, but I don't mind having a little bit of a tinker with my vehicle. But these are the sorts of things that you need to think about. In fact, you know, let's go even more basic, Peter how many people know how to change a tire or regularly practice it would be, would be another thing. And this is, this is like disaster preparedness 101. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I want to prepare for the zombie apocalypse. I want to prepare for that huge economic collapse. Uh, I want to prepare for all these big, sexy things and build my grab bag, all that kind of stuff. But do you know how to change a tire? Because that is likely statistically most likely thing that's going to happen to you. you. Your car breaks down, you blow a tire, uh, you know, do you know how to change it? Do you have the equipment necessary to change it in your vehicle? So, this is the sort of stuff like you know th- those basic things. Or from a risk management standpoint, we're looking at high likelihood, maybe not high consequence, but high likelihood stuff that's going to happen to us. I know it's not sexy, but you know th- this is what all what disaster preparedness is all about. Um, Peter Rouse says, make sure they use full synthetic oil when they do the change. Weekly check tire pressure should be standard. Yeah. Um, One of the things I teach in my courses when I talk about vehicles is some simple checks. So in the military, we used to call this first parading. You'd first parade your vehicle. You'd go do a number of checks every time you went to use your vehicle. Um, But I just call it like basic basic maintenance check to make sure your car is going to operate the way you want to operate. And I I will admit that sometimes when I'm driving around in a car, the situations I get into around the world, the car is a life-saving piece of equipment. That's the way I look at it. So I ch- I check things. the 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 check I use is called flowers, and that just stands for fuel, lights, oil, water, electronics, rubber or tires, and safety equipment. So I can I can delve into that further if people want to um, discuss that. But that's that's a real basic way of um, sort of just checking over your car every now and then. Uh, to the capital, <laughs> yes, storm the capital. Um, let's talk about the the first little funny that I saw uh, over the last day or two. Elon oh, the Starlink in um, uh, Ukraine has over, there's been reports from the past week and a half where they've been talking about that Starlink has been getting cut off or not been working in Ukraine. There were reports that the, that Russians have been doing it. Uh, somebody threw that up on one of my chats at one stage and I was like, huh, really, Russ- Russians Russians are doing it. How? I, I was really curious as to how. Um, being somebody who owns and, and has utilized Starlink uh, I- and c- have a rough understanding of how it works, I'm really interested. I'm like, how does somebody shut that off? There are ways, yeah, definitely, but how do you shut it off for an entire nation? So... Um, Anyway, there's more reports that have actually come out now and it appears that Starlink's shutting it off themselves because they don't want to keep putting it out for free. Ah, what? What a fucking outrage. How dare they? How dare they invest millions and millions of dollars in developing a technology, in then offering that technology to a country and then... Offering the use of that technology ongoing for free. How dare they cut that off? I mean, that's what good, good communists and socialists do, don't they? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Starlink's a private company, of course. Of course they're not going to do that. <laughs> the ridiculousness that, that a company would sit there. or well, that anyone really that sh- should do something for nothing in this world, I think is farcical. Uh, even, even on a, a very basic level. If you think that you can just sit on your ass and everything will be okay and you'll be fed and life will will happen to you and you'll be happy and all be unicorn farts and skittles, uh, you need to check yourself. That's not reality, friends. (laughs) You need to work. And I'm not saying you need to go work a job or whatever, but if you were plopped in the middle of a friggin' forest, you can't just sit there and expect to live. You need to go build some shelter. You need to go seek food. You need to find and purify water just as a, a basic as a start that's the that's the very very minimum right there and guess what that requires energy that requires you putting in energy that's the way nature works this idea i think that we can get something for nothing or that you know in this case that ukraine can get something for nothing is, is farcical so um you know there's starlink saying hey look we're not saying Ukraine has to pay for this, but somebody has to pay for it. So, Hey Pentagon, you know, you, you're sending billions, literally billions of dollars to Ukraine. You are sending billions of dollars in war fighting technology to Ukraine. It has been proven that our technology that we've put into this space is affecting this war that is propping up their military and is basically the backbone of their communications at this point. Why don't you send some of that money to us? Um, So uh, this actually comes off a tweet, and I just want to read this tweet because it is hilarious. The tweet was originally from Jason J. Smart. Don't know who that is. I have no idea. He says, Elon Musk's Starlink says it can no longer afford to give Ukraine free service and ask the Pentagon to pay for it. Starlink has been a game changer in the war. This comes days after Ukraine ambassador told Musk to fuck off. Elon Musk got on there. And replied to it, as Elon Musk is wont to do. And he just said, we're just following the recommendation. <laughs> Boom, mic dropsy letter. <laughs> um, Elon Musk, love him or hate him, uh, or feel indifferent about him, as, as I usually do. Uh, he he does say some funny shit that uh, is, is on a world stage. So uh, I actually couldn't agree with him more. If somebody told him to fuck off, just say, yeah, cool, we will. We'll take our service and we'll fuck off. By the way, you can start paying for it now if you want. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Shelly Shelley says on the YouTube uh, in, in response to Peter talking about the oil changes. Peter, how many people even know how to check their oil, never mind change it? We've become wasteful and a too dependent world. Peter responds, that is true. I would say... That we can't even find the owner's manual in a car. (laughs) So true, so true. Um, Unfortunately, when you when you say things like um, you know the type of oil that you use. Oh, actually, I was was teaching a lesson and I I mentioned like, hey, diesel engines. You might want to you need to check your, your your owner's manual, of course. But you know, here's some usual oils that go into diesel engines. And some people were like, what? what do you mean i'm like well there's different types of oil and there's different types of uh, radiator fluid that you want to put in there and this thing that's that's brake fluid and that one's for the power steering uh and it was mind-blowing to that person they're like oh shit so you need to check that sort of stuff uh yeah there's a whole heap of different things going on in your vehicle and you need to check that stuff worthwhile knowing i think even even taking that next step as a prepper and worthwhile having some of it on hand. Maybe in your car or maybe just in your garage. Just something to think about. Uh, Peter says half the weapons being sent to Ukraine are ending up on the black market. Um I, I I don't I don't particularly love tooting my own horn, but I will say when they first announced when they first announced, we could probably go back through my sit reps, it's somewhere in there. When they first announced that they're sending weapons into Ukraine, I said exactly that. I said, I think that somewhere between 50 to 75% of those weapons, if not more, will end up straight onto the black market. Because um, that's the way it works. Um, yeah, and Peter says 99% don't even know what the numbers mean on the oil Oils and oils, as they say. It's a little nod to anyone who watched TV commercials in the uh, late eighties and uh, mid up through to the mid nineties. Um, eating cheese is sexist. There you have it. If you eat cheese, you misogynistic asshole. You're a sexist bastard. Guess what? I eat cheese. I eat lots of cheese. I fucking love cheese. So that makes me sexist because I love the cheese. This has come from Peter. People for the ethical treatment of animals. Um, hey, I'm for the. I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals. By the way, uh, also eat cheese. <clears throat> no, nah, that doesn't. That doesn't compute. That doesn't make work. So this is coming off the back of um, other comments that have gone out to the news like uh we need to start encouraging people to not have sex with people who, with men who eat meat so meat eaters should be banned from having sex um, yeah okay sure <laughs> i also eat meat so um you know if i if i had the choice I, I i don't think this leads anywhere good this is the problem with saying stuff like that i don't think people actually think about that, for, that you know past that first layer what are they actually saying? What, where would this actually lead? Let's extrapolate that out for a little little bit and see where that, um, let's see where that leads to not good places, not good places. and also demonizing people. I, I always you know there are people that maybe should be demonized in, in our society. I don't think it's necessarily meat eaters or cheese eaters. Uh, that's, that's kind of a weird attack to me. I don't like it. Anyway, um, if, if we do go uh, continue to go down this path and, and for some reason people start taking it on, then I just want to come out right now and say 100% I'm going to be a celibate sexist. That's where I'm at. Because uh, I'm going to continue to eat meat. And uh, Jesus, damn tasty. I love it. Uh, Peter says, modern sustainable farming is very ethical. Uh, yeah. Well, some of it is. Some of it is. Some, some of it look at and I'm like, mm, you know, w- w- we could do better. We could do better with that. Uh, but certainly, I haven't seen much within Australia and New Zealand where I'm like, oh, this is totally unethical. And thinking about how, where farming practices have come from, what they were, uh, and not, not like way, way, way back when, but, you know, w- w- when it's been developing, when we're going through the quote-unquote green revolution. Um you know, I think I think we're actually getting better on this sort of stuff. But, you know, these are just the thoughts of one man. Feel free to argue with me if you want. All right, last one that I'm going to talk about. Almost there was one in here that was actually news and I was like, "Oh, no, I'm not going to talk about that it today." It's funny, but it's not. It's yeah, it's also like too much about what's going on in the world. Uh got got this one sent to me from um, one of the main sources in on uh, Instagram and uh, it was sent to me and I actually asked like straight up, I was like, is this satire? Like this has to be satirical. Uh, but it's from the, it's from the official site of this particular organization, which is Politico Europe. Uh, Politico Europe has put out their green 28 list. So um, this is their inaugural, List of those who are doing the most to push the green agenda that are bringing us to a greener and supposedly better world. So, Politico Europe, please tell us. We have no idea. Um, feed us the information because we are the baby birds that know nothing about how to look after our own world or how to live. Without you, we would obviously just be drinking motor oil 10WD or something. It'd be crazy. Uh, so who's who's helping us out here? Who's making a screen? Guess who topped the list, Mister Vladimir Putin. Yep, yep. Just let that sink in, Vladimir Putin. Politico Europe has said it took a war criminal to speed up Europe's green revolution. Vladimir Putin's brutal invasion of Ukraine has forced Europe to finally break its fossil fuel addiction. For this reason, he has topped our inaugural Politico Green 28 list. Vladimir Putin. Who would have thought, huh? That war criminal. (laughs) The tyrant. The most evil man on the face of the earth at the moment, is actually the green hero. He's not the hero that we want. He's the hero that we need. Batman, Putin. There we go. Um, again, I, I saw this and I was like, this has to be satire. This has to be a joke. And I went and read the story. I'm like, it's, they're, no, they're not joking. They're serious. They are deadly serious. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wow. Wow, there you go. There you have it. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to say about this, really. I just like to look at these things sometimes as, as a little, little bit of a check where I go, wow, that's where we are as a society right now. That's what people actually think. This is the kind of information that's being pumped out there. Uh, if anyone knows anything more behind this, like I'd, I'd be like fascinated to know, but everything that I've looked at looks like they're legitimately saying this. They're like, yeah. yeah. I think they did walk it back. After that, there was a bit of pushback where people were like, you can't say that. Uh, And they're like, oh, yeah, no, no, uh, we would not know. Just forget about that. But here's Al Gore (laughs) or something like that. Um, But, yeah, really interesting stuff. Or one more really funny, weird thing, and I did mention this as well, is the whole uh, PayPal thing that got... um, Got wheeled back, apparently, like a $2,500 fine if uh, you say something that they don't like. (sighs) But apparently that's been wheeled back. As in they've gone, no, 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 we're not going to do that now. Uh, Power to the people right there. People coming out wholesale and saying, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, not doing that. Not today, friend. Anyway, that's what we've got today. Um, as I said, just a just a little bit of a, a rant, funny stuff that I saw on the interwebs over the past 24 hours, uh, mainly just because I didn't want to soak you in more fear dip, there's plenty of that around. Remember that being soaked in fear, being indoctrinated, being bombarded with fearful type information actually has an effect on us as a human being, as an organism, it increases certain hormonal releases which are uh, systemically not good for us. Like, good, maybe good from an evolutionary standpoint as an acute bout, but when we're hitting it all day, every day, it becomes not good for us. So these sort of stress responses that we're getting. Um, the stress response, that kind of automated nervous system where we go into a a sympathetic automated nervous system response is built around an acute danger a high threat appears in front of us and we have to deal with it you know the saber-toothed tiger jumps out of the the, uh, forest and we were like "Oh, i've got to fight it or i've got to run away or i've got to do something right now so um that's what it's built around but then when that threat is gone then we relax back down we go into parasympathetic again and that's where we, we spend most of our time however when you're constantly being bombarded by threats then you're going to be more and more into that zone your body's going to be releasing things like cortisol which which has a you know when it's uh being released all the time has a pretty shitty effect on our body um I like lowering immune systems especially when you've got diseases floating around the world that might you know we require immune system but that's just one thing right um So it's the constant exposure to this threat, uh, to this stress that is an issue. So every now and then, you know, we need to just take a break from this sort of stuff and go like, hey, life's actually not that bad. There are really cool things in this world that we should appreciate. Like fresh milk. When I wake up at three in the morning and I can go and open my fridge, wonder of wonders that that is, and get some cold, fresh milk out of that fridge And then when I spill a little bit, I can go and grab some paper towel and use that paper towel, AKA, as Bulge would say, soaker paper to soak up that spilt milk, not cry about it, and put that in my fireplace and sit there sipping my cold milk in front of a warm fire. So that's a bit of homework for you guys today, for you gang today. Try and pick some things that you feel grateful for today. Uh, because on the whole, life's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm going to go check out some endangered skills, and I'm really appreciative that there are people still out there who are doing things like uh, building stone walls and and apprenticing other people to build stone walls, like model stone walls. People who are still carving things out of wood that are extremely useful for people. People who are still tinkering and fixing old watches. And even like he he was a a, like one out of left field, somebody who makes neon signs. I was I was blown away by that. I was like, oh yeah, neon signs. I suppose that is a disappearing art, right? But um, I'm going to go check out this expo today. Check out some of these dying arts, and hopefully, um, you know, be a bit more inspired myself to to start bringing some of these things back into my life, as we all should be. So think about something you're grateful for today, Um, go and touch some paper towel and uh, think about changing your oil too, or at least go find out what oil your car needs. That's it for today, gang. Thanks for joining me on this rant. rant. I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you human beings who jump on and listen to these words. Time is valuable. Uh, You don't have to sit here and listen to some weird bearded dude talk at you but uh you do so i'm really 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 thankful for that today oh and every day really (laughs) hope you're having a great day uh remember to keep prepping keep your eyes open out there keep a big smile on your face go hug someone tell someone you love them and then soak something up with some paper towel all right gang thanks captain quest i'll talk to you soon semper paratus